0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, y'all, we are in the middle of a season break, but we are still bringing fresh content to you each and every week. Probably content that you never heard before. Or if you have, it's probably been a long time since you've heard this content. And so we are bringing back some of our Heart of Dating select episodes. These are episodes from our archives that are so incredible that we wanted to reshare with y'all in case it's been a long time since you've heard them or in case you've never heard them. Now, today's episode, we talk all about waiting to have sex with two friends of mine, Carson Blair and Angela Blair. And it was an incredible discussion. Their story is unbelievable. I love their hearts to pursue God and how they did that in their relationship and with their physical convictions and physical sexual boundaries in their relationship. I love that they say this in the interview, what we want long-term is far more important than what we want immediately right now. And then they say, while rules are important, it's not about legalistic boundaries. At the core, it's about having a deep love, honor, and respect for God and yourself. I love this idea, you guys, of having a deep rooted conviction in what boundaries you're setting in your life and in your relationship. All that's connected to the heart of God. See, conviction is really, really good, but doing something just because somebody tells you to is just really, that's what we call legalism, right? So we have to have a healthy, godly, true conviction that's really rooted in understanding God's will for us, his design for us, his desire for us, and then wanting to serve him so badly well that we are just convicted. We can't do anything but want to serve him well with our convictions and with the boundaries we set in our life. So I love Angela, I love Carson, they are beautiful people This episode was downloaded so much And I really think you're going to enjoy listening to their story On how they and their relationship waited to have sex And I want to tell you one more thing before we start this episode We launched an awesome guide called Are They The One? In this guide we talk all about how do you know if someone is the one for you? What is the one? And then what are signs that they may be the one? What are signs that they may not be the one? If you want to get this free guide, you can go to heartofdating.com forward slash resource forward slash the one. That's heartofdating.com forward slash resource forward slash the one. And you can get this free download. It'll be sent instantly to your inbox. It is so good, you guys. I really hope you'll take advantage of it. All right, without further ado, here's my episode with Angela and Carson. Carson Blair and Angela Zadipek. Hey guys, welcome to Heart of Dating today. Hi, thank you for having us.
1: Yeah, we're excited to be here. Thanks for having us on.
0: (sighs) You guys, I love y'all. It's just We were talking before, I'm like, we're just going to have fun, you know, and it's just like friends chatting about dating and I'm so excited for everyone else to hear the story that I've grown to to know and, and love about you guys and so just can't wait to have some fun and for everyone to hear this. Yeah, we're yeah. excited to share it.
2: We really honestly haven't shared it to that many people except our close friends. So yes.
0: this is pretty fun. Yeah, we, <laughs> and we're honored. Like I truly, I we do not take that lightly. And so everyone listening, once you hear today, I encourage you to go connect with Carson and Angela and just shower them with so much love for sharing their story with us. Would you guys just do us a favor too and just share a bit about who you are, what you do?
2: My background is working in TV and reporting and hosting, I was on air for the Christian Broadcasting Network and done some really awesome things with other networks like National Geographic and Fox. And it's been so fun to do reporting. But really, my, my journey started with kind of my testimony going public on a crazy reality show. I'm originally from Texas and found myself back here this past year after being gone for quite some time and yeah met Carson. So can't
0: wait. And you have a jewelry line that I love too.
2: (laughs) Oh yes. Yes. And I have a jewelry line that I, I I started last year. So it's beautiful.
0: Um,
1: so I, I grew up in small little Texas town called Argyle, Texas and (laughs) went to private little school where everybody knew everybody. So it was a tight little community and only graduated with 82 kids. I think relative to Angela's like 2000 or something. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, 82 people. Wow.
1: Yeah. So just to give you a a little bit of context of kind of where I was raised and the environment that I was raised. And then I signed out of high school with the uh, Boston Red Sox and played with the Red Sox for seven years and then ended up playing with the Rangers for a hot second, the A's and ended up finishing up with the Chicago White Sox in AAA. So most of my post high school days have have really been spent traveling the country, a little bit out of the country, hopping around different cities, different teams, living in a bunch of different states and (laughs) always been on the road and got to see the country and play a game while doing it.
0: So cool. I love both of your stories. So unique and unconventional in a, in a sense, you know, like Angela on TV and Carson professional baseball. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> you guys.
2: What's so funny is my dad played baseball and I grew up around the sport my whole life. And I always said, I'm so bored watching this sport. And then I'm, <laughs> now I'm marrying a,
1: a former baseball player. Oh my player. god. I I will fully support that I don't even watch the game anymore I think it's unless you know the nuances of sequencing and what's going on in people's heads I think it's very boring to watch I think it's slow (laughs) so I don't blame anybody I think it's a a fun
0: social outing that's why I like to go to a baseball game to be honest yeah I I don't really I'm not going to say that I really watch it however I did kind of grow up playing some softball and so I was decent at softball back in the day until I got hit in the face with the softball and had like Hmm. stitches and stuff so then I was like I'm kind of done with softball now so yeah that's hilarious that you just said that Angela and now you're marrying a baseball player so there you go (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) well okay I want to hear so many details you're going to get all into like how you guys met but another detail as well that is unique to you guys is but you're both over the age of 30 will you just share your ages with us
1: (laughs) yeah I'll go ahead I'll go ahead and kick this one off it's a little easier for me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 I'm, I'm 30 years old
2: and Woo-hoo. I am a proud 32. Okay. Yeah, I'm a girl.
0: Use a cougar. <laughs> you know what saying
1: here. <laughs>
2: you better sure. work
0: it. I love it. All the ladies he said, said amen. <laughs> comment,
2: he said a few comments over the course of our relationship about me being older. And I'm like, you know what? You know you're marrying me, right? Like I'm older than you. He's like, Babe, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah.
0: like, it's a
1: vibrant youth. All right, 32. whatever,
0: young grasshopper. Exactly, young, uh, young Padawan, <laughs> young grasshopper.
1: Just stoking up wisdom, stoking through wisdom. our relationship.
0: The two years <laughs> yeah. of difference. I love yeah. it because this is you. You hardly see it this way. You, I mean, I, a lot of people complain that like guys are forty and they date a twenty year old, you know, and so it's yeah. refreshing to see. <laughs> you out older woman. I mean, how am I even calling you an older woman? You're 32. So. <laughs> I'm a woman established.
2: Yes, you are a
0: woman. 32. <laughs> the 30 plus, the 30 late 30s and 40s people are like rolling their eyes. They're like, okay, 32 and 30. Y'all are young. Like, you no, know, well,
2: what's crazy is we're getting married in like a month and a half, and yeah. my birthday's in August. So for a little bit of time there, I'm going to be 33 and he'll still be. Thirty. I mean, that's pretty yeah. wild. I'm looking at his face right now, and he's looking a little freaked out. I'm
0: like, Babe, <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna hit forty before he does. You know, like let's just talk about that. Can
1: yeah. um, hit the hill. Yeah,
2: it's so funny though because I. I've always like I never pictured. Oh, I'll marry someone a few years younger than me, but yeah. it really is just a number, and we just connect on so many levels. So yeah, I think okay. age is
0: its about maturity, you know. It's—it's totally. it's less oh. about. It doesn't matter. I don't even care at someone's age these days. I'm like, how much do you love God? Where's your relationship with God? Are you mature? Like, have you yeah, saw-
2: life experiences
0: exactly? Too, like experience. Yeah, that's so true. So not only are you guys in your thirties, woo woo, but you've also, fun fact, waited to have sex till marriage. Don <laughs> Sorry.
2: <What>
0: <laughs> <weirdos>. <laughs> First, I want to start off by saying that's amazing, and I don't want to also put that on such a pedestal that we're idolizing it. For people listening, I want to be careful of anybody who you know, has a different sexual past. And I just want to say that, but I I do think it's super honorable and really amazing and beautiful. And so I kind of want to dive into part of that. Before we get into your story, I want to kind of ask, why did you guys decide that you wanted to wait to have sex until marriage? Because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm only doing this because the church told me to do it and doesn't really connect with their heart that much. And so I'm just curious, why did you make that decision? And how were you able to like, stay true to that over the years.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead and jump in on that. Cause I think, I think I was just very lucky to be honest. I kind of gave you some context earlier about kind of the environment that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And at that small private Liberty Christian school, I remember very early on, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but it was before middle school. I remember a gentleman coming to speak at our school and um, he was a very very powerful speaker, and he he talked for a lot of the speech about just challenging men. And he was like, I, he was like, I don't get it now. He was like, I don't I don't see why men think that they need to be these muscular, powerful, dominating people. He's like, go stand in front of the Pacific Ocean and flex your muscles. How <laughs> how big do you think you'll feel then?
0: <laughs> oh, wow,
1: he was good. like, I don't I don't understand why men feel like they need to conquer women. He was like, dogs run around and have sex. He was like, that doesn't make you a man.
0: Mm, wow, that's good. And
1: I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And for some reason that just has always stuck in my mind is like, that's not that's not a, a manly thing. What most people think of masculinity and like muscle and aggression and ego, like those things aren't at all what actually makes a man. I I think I was just very lucky, honestly, that I heard that message early on and I would question myself like, okay, so what does make a man? Mm-hmm. And I would sit there and think about it. And I'm, I'm one of those people that'll sit there and think, think way too much. He's an and Enneagram it, five. Yeah, Angela's <laughs> over here giggling. She's like, gosh, he'll just... The Enneagram um, five
0: in the house. Yeah, I'm a
1: very yes. introspective person. So I'd sit there and think about, okay, like what does make a man? And I thought, okay, I think one of the things is refraining from causing harm when you're capable of it and that can be physical uh, again I think I was just lucky and I was a bigger athletic person and there I'm sure there were tons of situations where I could have caused physical harm to someone but I've never hit anybody yeah um never never thrown a punch people think that's weird yeah so not having sex I think is probably just right up there with that as well as people are like dude that's weird that's that's not exactly the picture of masculinity that most people think of. Yeah. But I think I was just lucky that I questioned that early on. And I think I think another aspect of that, going back to not causing harm when you're capable of it. I think I actually I'll retouch on that later because I think that applied to my perspective on dating and my approach to dating too. But yeah. I think we'll we can dive into that later. Yeah. But it's so I think good. I was just really, really lucky that that was questioned early on. And then I think it w- probably just was more of an egotistical challenge, to be honest. it wasn't it wasn't like I was the most morally upright person and mm-hmm. I had my Bible memorized. It was more of like, yeah, that sounds like something I want to do. That's gonna be a challenge. Mm-hmm. so i'm I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna do it. And so i I think it was being in the right place at the right time, being lucky. and then honestly, it was just as simple as, I took it as a challenge.
0: Mm. And that's just, it's something that you learned as a value early on. It sounds like you learn that value in like a healthy capacity. And unfortunately, so many people kind of learn it in a different capacity of like, just don't do this, you know, versus like, hey, what does it really mean to be a man? Is doing that going to make you more of a man? No. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. it being like, just don't do this, which I think is a lot of the messaging we've gotten, honestly, in the church setting with I kiss dating goodbye and some of the purity culture stuff, it's, it becomes more legalistic than really connected to our heart of like, Oh, who is the man I want to become? You know, who am I becoming by the things that I'm doing and does having sex make me a man? Does, you know, flexing my muscles make me a man? The answer is no. Right. And yeah. that's so incredible. Uh, I'm curious before we go into Angela's side of this too, Carson, you say these things were like not expected in quote unquote, like modern day masculinity. And then here you are on a baseball team, like a pro baseball team. <laughs> I can imagine this came up and people were like, wait a second. What? Like, what did that look like for you in kind of maintaining true to that value when I'm sure people were, it caught them off guard and maybe challenged you on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, it was interesting in so many different ways. Yeah, it would, it would come up slowly. Obviously, that's not a common question or a common topic of discussion in locker room. Just when everybody was would talk about their, you know, nightly conquest of their choice, then I was, you know, I just kind of stay out of it. wouldn't Wouldn't make too many comments. And mm-hmm. when when it would, I would just, you know, tell them like, no, I'm just, I'm just waiting for my wife. And I'd be like, what? Hold on, <laughs> bro. What? <And> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I think it's really common for people to say, you realize, like, dude, what are you doing? You're wasting your life. Oh, like, wow. Like, you're, you're wasting your time. Like, guys guys would say all the time, could be revealing too much, but they're like, dude, I would do anything to look like you. Like, you're wasting it. Like, give it to me.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. And I'd be
1: like, well, I mean, I just think I understood what I wanted. Yeah. And I think being, being in a baseball locker room also helped me describe what I wanted in a way that wasn't biblical as well. Yeah. Because... If you explain to a audience that has never been exposed to the Bible, never been exposed to religion, who knows what even what country they're from. Yeah. Um, we have tons of Latin players on our teams. We have European players on our teams. Yeah. They might not even be coming from the American culture. Yeah, And so... When I talk to them about explaining my position and why why I decided to do that, I think it kind of evolved over time. And I would, I would tell them that I want the strongest relationship with my wife as possible. Mm. And they immediately understand that. And so I'd tell them that I want to experience as much as I can with one person. Yeah, um, wow. Like even, even stupid things like there was a, a restaurant in, in Dallas that's unique to the city and everybody thinks it's a big deal. I was like, you know what? I just want to wait, and I want to do that with somebody that's meaningful. So, like, I'd never, never gone to that restaurant until I took Angela for Valentine's Day this year. Oh,
2: so it was, <laughs> it was,
1: it was just like I wanted to experience everything with one person. Yeah, and I also grew up in a family that experienced divorce. Yeah. and uh, my parents divorced when I was in middle school. I saw the challenges that that presents for a family and presents for kids and. How that affects kids and their development and how it affects, say, like my younger sister and how she perceives men and relationships. Yeah. And I, you know, felt the burn and that burn was strong enough to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do anything that I can to not relive that or not put my kids through that. If I can save these different experiences in my life to fully experience life with one person, then I'm all about that.
0: Mm, I love that. So honoring, babe. You want to get married? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, my, oh my God. yeah, just, melting over here. Yeah, fan God. yourself over there, girl. It's okay. <laughs> it's month and the a half Lord answers prayer, <laughs> <laughs> amen. <laughs> Ladies, listening, men do exist Ladies, like this. Thank oh, you very much. <laughs>
2: yes, God. No, I, I'm just like so impressed with you, babe. It's awful.
0: Oh, cool. yeah, I love that. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for sharing all that, Carson. I am so impressed by that. So encouraged. Angela, I would love to turn it to you too and just the same question of how did that conviction get spurred on your heart and through your journey of TV broadcasting, reality TV, all this stuff, how did you stay strong yeah. to this for yourself?
2: Well, it's so funny because Carson and I, we obviously are both waiting um, and have waited, but we also have a very different just experience with dating and relationships. Yeah. I have been in a few very serious relationships and you know, I have never obviously wavered on my choice, but it's definitely been a journey for me yeah. just to, for God preparing my heart through different relationships and experiences. But I'd say it all goes back right to our childhood, which is what a lot of us, yeah. what, grow up and in the environment and I'm the oldest of four. I grew up, you know, in the South. So going to church and it was just kind of what you do, right? You're around that. But my mom and I were in the pool one day. We're having the sex talk and she really explained to me really well, just the importance of preserving that for marriage and why. And just, she really like my parents did a great job of building us up like, hey, you're you're so valuable and God loves you so much and wants the best for you. So wait for his yeah. best person to yeah, do that. That's good. And that just, I don't know why, really sunk in with me. And I think, you know, I'm the oldest, so I saw a lot through the divorce and probably knew more than I should have through all those details. But it made me want to say to myself, I want to wait until I can fully trust someone with my heart and give them all of me in that way. And really, my prayer my whole life, I've prayed very specific things for my husband. I've prayed that he will have eyes for only me and that he'll also be kingdom-minded and how he views the world and just how he thinks about stuff, even down to social media. I mean, it's so funny because... Yeah. I think that's a trap in itself. And I literally prayed for a guy to not be like, I just think it's a problem not just with guys with girls too, but I think it's a problem today just with how we can construct our thinking and how we think about things and letting the influence of social media and others and just our culture affect that. Yeah. And Literally, it's so funny because Carson's not even on social. Media <laughs> yes,
0: all, but that's how we like met. you have like one photo, Carson, or something. Yeah, I, just, pretty, yeah, I, I have four, okay, um, four photos. There you go. Yeah, that's
1: a big deal for me,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think
2: just like growing up in, in a home where my parents really did a good job, but like, I just think over time, it's, it's really just been impressed through me seeing different relationships around me that i'm like wait no i'm gonna wait until i can like really trust someone with my heart Mm, so
0: that's so good what i'm hearing a theme in both of you guys say too is the way you were raised but also seeing divorce in your childhood really spurred to you of like oh i don't want that to happen for my future i want to really cherish this i want it to be one time that i get married one time that I have sex with a person and not one time, but like with the same person and just, I want to rewrite that for my future, you know? And I yeah. think there's a hope mm-hmm. that exists within that for people listening where maybe they're, they didn't have parents that talked to them that well about this topic, you know, or actually like a lot of parents handle it terribly. I love my parents, but like, I didn't get a... <laughs> the greatest sex talk when i was younger and it inspires me to say oh but i can do it differently you know that was some of the cards i was dealt but i can do that differently for the generation of a family i'm going to have and i don't have to have divorce and i can educate my kids healthily on a healthy sexual ethic and i think there's a hope exists that exists for everybody listening and a that it is possible to maintain abstinence in dating but also be that if that wasn't your upbringing Like it's possible to rewrite that for yourself for the future. And I think there's so much hope within that for your, for your future spouse, for your future family. Hey guys, what's up? I want to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode, Hey, so I am not the best cook. All right. I am not the best cook, but I really like to eat healthy food and I want to eat it. And yet I don't want to go to the store and get all the stuff for it. I'm just lazy if I'm being honest. So I love that we've discovered HelloFresh. You get seasonal ingredients picked at peak ripeness for quality that you can taste. Ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days. So you know that they are really fresh. It also saves you a ton of time. Okay. It saves us like an hour or two, literally every day when we make meals. And we've made some amazing meals with HelloFresh. They just, they have so many options too. It's just so good. It makes cooking fast, easy, and delicious. We recently had a beef tenderloin and garlic herb pan sauce with mashed potatoes and asparagus, and it was mm, chef's kiss. So delightful. Okay. Also, what I love is. You guys have probably heard me talk in the past about Green Chef. Well, Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, and now together they offer a wide variety of meal plans to choose from. So there's literally something for everyone. I love switching between the brands, and now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Let's go. All you got to do is go to hellofresh.com slash heartofdating50 and use the code heartofdating50 for 50% off, plus your first box will ship free. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Heart of Dating 50, and then use the code Heart of Dating 50 for 50% off, plus your first box will ship free. You guys, it is incredible. I love it. We use it all the time. It's my fave. Yes, check it out. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I love it. Seriously, it is. So you guys, this is incredible. I want to also talk about how you guys met. (laughs) I love this. So will you just
2: Instagram? yeah. Speaking of Instagram,
0: (laughs) uh, will you share with us how you met? Just give us the lowdown on what it looked like for you guys to finally connect and date.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll I'll tell it from my perspective first, (laughs) as ironic as it is that I I actually really do hate social media and don't I understand it's a tool that has some value and there are ways to use it positively. Yeah, totally thank you, Carson. That. We
0: are like doing that. I totally understand that. <laughs> yeah, she's like, um, hold
1: on. Yeah, no, there's it's an absolutely great tool to spread positive messages. Um, but I just don't tend to enjoy what it brings out in people. Yes. So anyway, to get to our story, I haven't shared this with many people. And Angela was actually surprised to hear this. But I actually sat down with a pen and paper first. And <laughs> sat down and addressed the, the topic of dating because I was somebody that always wanted a—I always wanted a girlfriend, never had one.
0: Oh wow. yeah. my First girlfriend Oh ever. my gosh! What? Yes. <laughs> no.
1: So Angela was my first girlfriend, and
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, when he this, told me so, this on
2: our first date, I was like, "Is he a serial killer?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would think the it's same insane. as like attractive man, baseball player, never had a girlfriend. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, that doesn't say. add up exactly. Yeah. It's not expected. It's like okay, uh, something's wrong here. I need to give someone yeah. my address right now. Where this I'm is right. where I am if something happens. <laughs>
2: <Out a> friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I had always, I would always wanted a girlfriend though. I think since I was probably about 22, I had, I had always just wanted to find that girl that I would marry. This is kind of what I was referring to earlier when I was talking about refraining from causing harm when you're capable of it. But I always approached dating as just pursuing a wife. I didn't want to date somebody just to date somebody and then end up breaking somebody's heart or wasting somebody's time, wasting my time. So I never ended up dating anybody more than like two or three dates So I met Angela. But then anyway, fast forward to when we actually do start to communicate. Um, I literally sat down with a pen and paper and wrote down like, okay, I think I was about 27 at the time. And I was like, okay, so what's, what's the problem here? Like, how have you not been able to find someone that you're attracted to? And at the time I, I literally wrote down that my biggest fear was not meeting someone that I would be, attracted to as a person. Mm. And, um, so I, I legitimately like wrote down that, that fear that that was my biggest fear at the time was not ever finding someone. And so I, I wrote, wrote down like the context of my life and what I thought the challenges were. And then I was like, okay, how do I overcome that challenge? And one of them was literally, okay, you need to need to open up basically the marketplace that you're exposing yourself to. It's like, what are the odds that you're going to run into that person if, if she really is like one in 10 million or one in 1 million or whatever you, right. stat you want to yes, put out there?
0: Yes.
1: I was like, what are the odds that you're just going to casually run into that person at the grocery store, restaurant, bar? You're, it's going to be your friend's best friend, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was <laughs> like, you know what? I was like, just mathematically, it makes sense that you should use some sort of um, social media. And so I was like, all right, I'll kick my ego to the side and I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> so I, I didn't sign up for a dating app or anything. Not that that's wrong, but yeah. I was just still, I was still too prideful. I haven't, I hadn't gotten over that yet.
2: <laughs> uh, but
1: <laughs> I, I was scrolling through, I think it was Facebook. And one of my friends had liked a video of Angeles. So apparently if you like a video Then it shows on your feed. I think that's how it works. Okay.
0: Yeah. Somebody please correct me. But yeah, Yeah, I don't uh, know exactly. Maybe it was Angela, was it like your public figure page? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I think it was just on the feed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So anyway,
1: I'm scrolling through and I see, oh, this girl's really attractive. See what this video says. And so I clicked on it and watched the video and um, it was Angel speaking, encouraging women, encouraging them in their faith and encouraging them to wait for marriage and encouraging them to stand up for their, their values. And I was just, I honestly like just caught myself thinking, Whoa, like this girl is gorgeous. And this message is unbelievable. And then I also saw that, okay, this girl's mature. She's waited for some period of time. And I didn't know how old she was at the time, and I was just like, "She's she's a mature person, <laughs> and, <laughs> older than you." <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, I was like, you know what? That's that's really impressive. Just because I know that she's had to have had a lot of people pursue her. Not to discount anybody else that has made that decision or been very disciplined, but I was like, I know guys. I've lived in locker rooms my entire <laughs> life with creepy dudes that <laughs> they just. Hit on girls like Angela all the time, 24-7. <laughs> and so like I, I know she's been going through that for her whole life. So I was like, wow, that's really impressive. So I thought about it and I was like, you know, that girl would be awesome to talk to. And so I thought about it for about seven days and then I eventually got up the courage to write her a DM. Yes, so, on
0: Instagram, <laughs> right? On Instagram?
1: On Instagram, yeah. Yes. So... I, I Googled how to write a DM and <laughs> because I hadn't, I hadn't ever sent out a message through Instagram before. And oh I, I hadn't posted anything but the original four pictures on my Instagram. And so I didn't really know how it works. And I was scared to death that oh the goodness. first message that I sent was going to be me hollering at a random chick and then somehow it'd be exposed to the public. And everybody would just see that. Oh, my phone. gosh.
0: So, okay, I get it. That's, that's hilarious. Better. It make sounds sure like I you're from right. the Stone Age. Like, I, I, I do write an Instagram DM. Like yeah, <laughs> I know.
2: Sorry, and, but. I didn't make sure, though, no way was that message publicized. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that makes yeah. sense.
1: So I, I, even, re- I even remember, like, writing it out in Microsoft Word, too. Because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to write it halfway oh, and, like, and accidentally hit send if I'm trying to just go to the next line. So I was like, I'll just write it somewhere else and copy and paste it in. I was just total nervous dork so cute. about it. I love it. And I I sent her the DM, and then every day, late afternoon, I would check it. I was trying to be disciplined and like not look, act like I wasn't that <laughs> I know, worried about it. And so I, I'd check every afternoon, and then probably after about seven days, I looked up and I was like, Carson, I was like, you're an idiot, like. She's not going to answer that. That's oh. so creepy. Like, well, why Why did you do that? Oh, and so no. I, de- I deleted the message on my end just so I didn't have to look at it. And oh, I could act like gosh. nothing happened. So, so <laughs> The I, rejection. I totally,
0: you're like, okay. Yeah. Was, and to clarify, I do think reaching out on DM is a total great way to meet somebody just to yes. validate you.
1: Shockingly enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've, really I've heard a lot of other people say that they've started great relationships that way. Yes. Yeah. So it's way more common and way more successful than i was even aware of at the time just kind of an over analytical approach that somehow ended up working but yeah anyway so i i deleted it and just didn't want to face reality and i eventually forgot about it and then one day 18 months later i look up and i get a notification and angela responded and
2: I'm oh like my god. Wait, what?
1: 18 months. Like, oh my god. Hold on. At first I was like who is this girl and then immediately like when I saw the picture like I remembered exactly who it was and I was like oh my gosh that girl still exists. <laughs> A uh, maybe single? Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: like what? Like what's going what here? <laughs> I yeah. did not
2: know there was a second folder. I didn't know this of like other DMs of people when if you don't follow each other. Yes, the so, message so request, folder. Yes. request folder. Yes, request folder. A lot of interesting things. So my friend was like, "Oh yeah, the request folder." I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then I opened it and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is crazy. I didn't even know this existed. And I was scrolling and I saw Carson's like picture, you know, the little thumbnail photo. And I was like, well, let's see what this guy has to say. So I opened (laughs) it and I'm like, he is gorgeous. But. Is this is, is this a fake account? It was like, like a few photos <laughs> and it was a base pro baseball player. So I could have been seriously catfished, but I thought it was worth a response. <laughs> said,
0: <not>. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, wait a second. If this is a real deal, like, yes. Like who are yeah, you
2: on that show? Catfished or
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the love of my life. <laughs>
0: <gasps> Have you ever seen that show? It's really Yes, no, it's attractive. terrifying. I think it's the worst thing <laughs> <It really> is. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, she responded and then you guys weren't living in the same city, right? You were So, how did that What did it look like yeah. the pursuit and dating process after the Instagram DMs were d- exchanged mutually? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so it was actually a really formal exchange of messages back and forth. Like going back and look at it, it looked like two business people setting up a meeting to, <laughs> yeah. to make some sort of proposal.
2: Oh, my gosh. Sort of
1: transaction. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it, it took a few weeks, I guess, a couple weeks of exchanging messages back and forth. And I didn't even know where she lived at the time. Uh, I, for some reason, thought she lived in Austin, but that was just where she had gone to college. And so she, she was in New York at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was living in Dallas. And um, her jewelry manufacturer for her jewelry line. Happened to be in Dallas mm. and she just happened to have a trip planned out in a couple of weeks out to Dallas to meet with her manufacturer and work on some designs. And so she said, Hey, um, I'm going to be in town around these dates. Would you happen to be available? And when she said that, I was like, Hold on. She's kind of making her trip a little flexible around me. I knew like- what
0: I was doing. <laughs> oh, was yeah, like- girl. <laughs> okay. Is she in town? <laughs>
1: I was like, whoa, my, honestly, my first thought was this girl is either the nicest girl in the world or she's kind of into me. I can't tell. (laughs) That that was the first time that I ever like had an idea of, whoa, she might be, might be into me. Like she's willing to kind of adjust her trip around me.
2: Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So He
2: pulled a, hey, we can meet for coffee. But to be honest, I was like, I'd rather just meet for dinner. Let's just cut to the chase. Let's <laughs> see. Let's see if there's sparks.
1: I was like, yes, yeah, she's aggressive. I like it.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So a couple weeks later, she flew out to Dallas for, for business. And we ended up having, having dinner on, it was a Friday night. And Mm -hmm. we just hit hit it off and had a lot of very, very frank conversation. And I I told her, I was like, Hey, like one one of the reasons that I was so impressed that I reached out to you. Um, was just because because of your stance on on waiting and I think that's just extremely tough to do and for someone in your situation and yeah. I think that just shows a lot about your character so and, we, and then, we literally he, had that conversation well, on the first one. date oh my gosh
2: yeah but then he was like well I, and I made that choice too and you know I've waited so I just was curious and I literally did a double take I was like what because I've been, <laughs> you know, like I've made this choice, but I've always said to myself, like if who I marry isn't a virgin, like obviously that's okay. But yeah. I never expected to actually meet someone that also was waiting. Oh I was so mind blown. I was just like this. this You're is like,
0: what? And a pro baseball crazy. player? Like there's all these, I don't, it's like just stigmas. Yeah. Right. But it's like, you maybe wouldn't right. assume that. And that's why it's so. it's just like such a cool God moment to be like, wait, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh. It,
0: it was such,
2: it was so crazy to me, which is so funny, right? Cause like I say, like I'm waiting too. Why is it so crazy for me to believe about someone else? But I've just, I've just not met, I don't know. I've just never met a guy that I was really attracted to and we had the same beliefs and he was waiting and it just seemed like I was in another world. And wow. so I woke up that next day <laughs> This is so funny. And I woke up and he said, hey, if you're staying the rest of the weekend, I'd love to spend time with you. And it was alumni weekend. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Let's what? let's tell tell the story about the actual awkwardness, though. (laughs) So so night one Friday went well. And then I didn't. I didn't text Angela good night. Oh. I didn't say hey, had a great time. Yeah, nothing like that. Uh. I guess it's, I guess it's fair to say I'm a pretty average dude. I'm just a bad communicator. <gasps> oh and my gosh, Anna's here! Yes. Oh,
2: hey, you know when you go out with a guy yes. and then at the end of the night you get dropped off or you go home and they're like, hey, had a good night. Like, hope you got home safe. Yes, right. It was pouring rain. No text. No nothing. <laughs> You're Nobody like bye. <laughs> I was like I guess that didn't go as well as I thought and I oh woke up god. the next day I was like maybe he'll say good morning hope you made it back safe nothing <laughs> radio Carson. Like, oh my god I know I was like all right um you know what I am not about to even try to like get into something where this is just no. <laughs> yeah. so, then he but he had told me the night before he's like let me know if you stay in town I'd love to hang out again but it was alumni again right my dad played baseball so it was baseball alumni no. Austin, my dad was at the University of Texas and so I was I woke up and I was like all right this guy was gorgeous he seemed to love Jesus he's waiting we had a great time but, but I don't believe me. it yeah I was like <laughs> I don't, no, I I don't
0: like, believe it because he didn't follow <laughs> up <laughs>
2: I was, no, I was just like no. I've just been down this road. You think some one thing, and, and you know. Yes. So I was like, I'm just gonna go. So I get in my car. I start driving to Austin that morning. It literally looked like the apocalypse outside. <laughs> like there were tornadoes. Dallas, you get a lot of tornadoes yes. out this. Yeah, the weather is so unpredictable. And there were just tornadoes everywhere. It took a tornado to make me stay in Dallas because it was like all up and down the highway from Dallas to Austin. So I was like, I'm going to die. So I'm just going to stay in town. So I was like, well.
1: Yeah. Lord is looking out for me.
2: Yeah. Yes! So Bring my up, girl back. We ended up hanging out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I really don't know what would have happened if there wasn't a tornado, babe.
0: So, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> i was like nope
1: you'd have gone back to yankee land and i would an have hour. gone back
0: to new york oh my yeah. gosh that's hilarious also good note to self guys say it, send a follow-up text
2: yes, yes. Just like psa right now public service announcement <laughs> be a gentleman and make sure she got home okay or tell her you enjoyed time with her yeah, it's
0: so important
1: no matter how much confidence I feel like people appear to have, I think everybody needs reassurance and maybe, maybe even more so women. I don't know. I don't want to overstep my boundaries and say (laughs) that women, women desire that more, but I think, I think everybody does. Honestly,
0: I I think even if you're not words of affirmation, I think it's nice to have that little bit of like, Oh, I it's confirmed what I was feeling, what I was thinking, is mutual. You know what I mean? And so I think it's just always good. And I'm words of affirmation. So I like it is a deal breaker for me. If a guy doesn't send a like a follow-up text after, I'm like, okay, bye. (laughs) But I think just in general, even if you're not words of affirmation as your top love language, I think it's important. I think, I think women really appreciate it. I haven't met a single woman that doesn't appreciate a text after that's like, hey, hope you got home safe. Really enjoyed my time with you, even if it's basic, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So
0: obviously you guys are now meeting. You're like, we're both waiting for marriage. This is amazing. I really connected with this person. You start dating um, and then you're really attracted to each other. Like how in these moments as you're starting a date now, Carson, you're getting your first girlfriend ever. Woohoo.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah man. Um, what did it look like for you guys to like, you know, put in safeguards and just continue to, hold on to your desire to wait. Cause at this point I can assume like it's both super strong in your hearts. You're like, I'm not, but like, it's still probably like you're attracted Mm. to each other as that builds. That's difficult. And I don't want to lie to anybody on the show and say like, it's not difficult. Like (laughs) it's difficult. It should be difficult in a way, you know, (laughs) like it should be. Otherwise we're too shut down to our sexuality, which can happen too. So what did that journey for you guys look like? You don't have to share like all the explicit details, but you know, how did you really maintain that in your relationship?
1: I think what was helpful was we had that conversation on night night one of this is what we want. And I think it's really just been helpful to us to to understand what we want. Like, I think it's an exercise in delayed gratification. Like, I think it's really mm-hmm. important for us to understand that what we want long-term is far more important to us than what we want immediately right now. Yeah. So I think that's something that we both understood and we both talked about early on. And so I think it was a little more natural that way. But as we, as we dated, it would, it kind of, the conversation wasn't like, let's, Hey, let's sit down and go through a checklist, babe. Like, what, what do you want to do? Like it, it and, you know, it just happens organically as we're, you know, exploring each other. Like we, are extremely attracted to each other, and so like we would we would make out for hours Long at some time. <laughs> <laughs> some point, and so it just like ha- happens organically. Where do you draw the line? And then we had that conversation, and then it's like, okay, now that you have your boundaries set up. I kind of describe it as like bowling. Like once you put your bumpers up, you do whatever you want in between. Like you understand. You understand, <laughs> you understand <laughs> where like those covered. lines are. <laughs> I just
2: covered my eyes. I'm like, what?
1: Yeah. So oh once, you, once you have your guidelines, you're like, okay, stay stay between them.
0: <laughs> what you're saying is like, it, you know, I don't want to be here like giving everyone an explicit, this is the line. You can't cross this. You can't do this. I think it's so much about our heart posture what I'm desiring to honor, how I see myself and getting on the same page. I think my biggest thing for me in this, just like you, you guys are saying is I just have to be on the same page with that person. I yeah. can't be like, on page three and then on page four. It's not going to work out. It's some- yeah. And, yeah. Sorry
2: not to cut you off, yeah. but like I seriously, as Carson was talking, this thought really, really came to my mind. Yeah. I think this is why God tells us in the Bible, like it's so important to be evenly yoked, not to get all biblical and churchy, but no, that's good. that conversation with Carson was so easy. It was like, we speak the same language, right? It's, 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 we understand. And so it's really not a hard conversation to draw those boundaries. Whereas in other situations, because I have been out with people where I don't know if we're on the same page 100%, spiritually and where our hearts were at with the Lord and how we view marriage and it was like an awkward conversation and I was like dreading telling like hey I'm you know what I mean like I watched I Carson and I we joke but we have watched some a little bit of The Bachelor this season <laughs> oh my gosh and yeah.
1: a little bit to understand yeah, it. okay we watched it
2: <laughs> and like Maddie if you've watched it like, I haven't but I, I know, know what you're talking about affordable, yeah and she's waiting for marriage and that episode where she had to Mm -hmm. tell pilot Pete, like I'm waiting. You could just feel like she was so terrified to like share that with him and really just be like proud of it. Yeah, And I think that's, that like breaks my heart because girls or guys like be proud of like preserving that and like love yourself first and like be proud of that. That's amazing. And even if you have say you have had sex, I'm not saying you're better because you haven't, but just honor and love yourself like daily. And that's physically, spiritually, the food we eat. I mean, this is a whole like life of just, you know, it's not just about thinking about it in a way of like, let's refrain from this and we're bad, but it's just really God wants us to live our lives in our, our hearts to be the full potential. And so I'm going on a rabbit trail here, but I think being equally yoked is so important and it makes these conversations a lot easier.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I actually was talking to my mentor today um, and we were talking just about sexuality and sex and how, you know, and so much of this is like it really comes down to a heart issue and how much we truly love and value ourselves and how much we truly love and value our relationship with God, to be honest. And I actually wrote this quote down from our time together this morning. She's like... And this is like just a statement to live our life on. My life isn't ruled by boundaries. It's ruled by love, love with God. And I love that. Like, it's not just ruled by these legalistic boundaries, do this, don't do this. It should be ruled. Like, we should be doing everything, all these decisions based in love and at the core of that, a deep love and a respect and an honor for God, you know. And I think that it takes really figuring out what that is for yourself and and figuring out your sexual ethic and why that's important to you and why you why why do you want to wait or why do you want to have these boundaries? What is honoring to you? What is honoring to God? Why? You know, just constantly asking it the question why. I don't think we do that enough. And I loved that. Like my life doesn't have to be ruled by boundaries, legalism. It's ruled by love and at the core, a deep love of God. And I think that's what you guys are even sharing and what you modeled out. Like, and you, you both have such an understanding of what this looks like, loving yourselves, honoring yourselves, which you've consistently done, you know, I mean, not to say like you, you know, it wasn't easy throughout life. Yes. But, you know, and then being able to bring that to a relationship and say like, Hey babe, like I love you, but like I love God and I love I love this decision we made and I want to honor that by and this is what I feel safe with within that to honor you to honor God to honor myself, you know? So good. Preaching.
1: <laughs>
2: You know, with my jewelry line, I just partnered recently with the wife of, if you've seen the movie American Sniper, Chris Kyle, Mm. American Hero, his wife, Taya Kyle, and I have partnered up and just honestly become very dear friends through this process. And just her story of overcoming such grief and tragedy of losing her husband and being a single mom all of a sudden and having just, you know, it's, she's just been through so much, but she gave me such an amazing analogy that I want to share yeah. because it can apply really to any aspect, I feel like, of life. But, you know, when a parent is driving in a car and the, the kid's in the back seat and they're like, are we there yet? Yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> Where are we going? What are we doing? I want this. I want that. And the parent in the front is like, just wait, like. We'll be there, I promise. Like, it's gonna be great. Like, that's almost in a way how we can sometimes let our hearts and anxious thoughts get, and God is in the front seat and He's like, hey, it's okay. And so that anxious energy and those thoughts. And I just thought that was a brilliant yes. analogy of us calming ourselves when we feel like things are not going our way or we're not in control and to realize, like, hey, That's the cool part of like walking with the Lord is you, you don't put that stress on yourself because we can't control everything. That's impossible. So I just wanted to share that analogy because I think that can apply in dating of like freaking out being like, oh my gosh, I'm this age and I'm single or this age and I've had a divorce or whatever. Like God has beautiful things ahead for us. We just need to not freak out in the process.
0: Yeah. (laughs) and that's so good when it comes to abstinence too or like waiting it's like hey it's going to be amazing once we get there don't worry like it's great that you have that desire it's great all of those things sexuality is good your desire for sex all of it, it's good let's we he created it he loves it it's like if you're in the car you're like i'm excited and that's a good thing it's good to be excited <laughs> but yeah. can we also be patient and can we Trust that it's going like God is going to do what He says He's going to do. That He is the Almighty Father. That like we will get to that destination. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if it so, takes longer for some people than others, and that's the point of like you know our nobody's story is exactly the same, and God doesn't promise us. But there's so much beauty in the patience, the perseverance, the clinging to hope, choosing faith over fear. As wow, as cheesy Christian as that sounds, but really being able to like cling onto faith that God's driving the car and he's got it. I love that analogy. You guys, this is so good. I feel like we could keep going, but I I do want to just, before we ask the final question, you guys recently in the fall got engaged. I'd love to just hear just like a little snippet about that and what you're most excited about in this upcoming season. And then we'll, I'll ask you our final interview question that everyone, every guest gets asked. (laughs) Awesome.
1: Okay. So the engagement was something that I knew in my mind that I wanted to do for a really long time. The challenge for me was just figuring out when to ask her dad. Ooh. And oh, yeah, dad.
0: <laughs>
1: because uh, Angela had shared with me a couple of times that, you know, she would tried to share with her dad that she was into me and we were in love and all this and tell him some really positive things. And he'd say, that's great, honey. Well, let me know how you feel in six months. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> for
0: a year how long time. did you guys yeah. date i don't think i even asked you that yes so good okay. yeah
1: so i'm i'm sitting here thinking like i didn't think there was any point to wait just for the calendar to turn yeah i was like i love this girl i love what she's about i love her heart we're not 21 year old kids we're not 19 year old kids that are um experiencing emotion for the first time and acting reactively like we we're both Fairly mature and understand what we want, and I was like, I just does it doesn't make sense to me to wait on the calendar.
2: Yeah, Um, all four seasons. Heard that a lot. (laughs) You gotta date someone all four seasons. Yes, I
1: I just really don't believe that. I think maturity of the relationships what's important, and not how much time has passed. Yeah. So I I eventually um, did get the chance to ask her dad without her knowing. So once I had his had his permission. And she didn't know the next weekend. I just said, hey, and do you want to just kind of get away this weekend and, you know, just go relax? And, of course, her being someone that loves travel, she's like, yeah, let's go. And what are we doing?
2: <laughs> let's do it, babe. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, babe, where do you want to go this weekend? He's like, what? <laughs> like, uh,
1: yeah. So I, I think it was Thursday, the first time I asked that. And just like, hey, do you want to get away? And she's like, yeah, let's go do something. Let's detach. So Friday morning, I woke up really early and just wrote down a list of everything that I'd need to get done before we left on this trip. Mm-hmm. And the first one was, okay, get the ring. And <laughs> ring. Oh, my <laughs> I goodness. Like, there, I can't, can't go propose on this trip if I don't have a ring. <laughs> so I had, I had the stone already. I mean, it was actually at the jeweler. It just was not set. It was totally a loose stone. So first thing that I did was email the jeweler and say, Hey, is it, is it reasonable to get this done by 12 o'clock? <laughs> and yeah, luckily Angela, as we've mentioned before, has her, has her own jewelry line. So yeah. she had a great relationship with the jeweler and he was like, yeah, I'll do anything for her. I'll get it uh... done. So I was like, Phew, all right, got the top off the list. And I was like, all right, then flights and hotels and figure out what we're actually going to do there. plan all the logistics. And then I was like, I got to get my haircuts. We're going to take engagement pictures, like all this stuff. And then ended up booking a flight at like one o'clock. So ended up planning the whole engagement, basically the whole trip that morning, Friday morning, we leave Friday afternoon and we get out there. And one of my best friends was playing out in LA at the time they were playing against LA on the road. So Mm -hmm. I knew he would be able to help me. And I was like, this would be just a really cool time to propose with. Um, them there and Angela's best friend living out in LA, and just it being a gorgeous city out there. So we chose to go out to LA and got in got in Friday night and got to see our friends in the morning. And my plan was to go have breakfast with my buddy who was playing out there and tell Angela that I'm going to have breakfast with him, but then really drive over to the hotel that we we're staying at that night and find a spot pick out a good place to propose maybe talk <laughs> to the concierge have them help me set something up plan something cool so i get in get in the uber to go over to the hotel and because of la traffic it's going to take <laughs> an hour and a half to get there and it's yep. like two mm-hmm. miles away
0: yep yep and sounds right then I'm like hold, hold on living. so this
1: is going to be a three hour round trip and just travel i was like this is absurd i can't can't leave Angela at the hotel for four and a half hours and then say, Hey, will you marry me? Like she's going to be pissed. <laughs> so we ended up just literally walking around the corner from where Angela and I were staying and Trevor and I had breakfast and we talked about proposal. And then actually my buddy's wife got on the phone and called the hotel that we were staying at that night. And she actually helped work things out with the concierge. And Thanks, um, yeah. <laughs> and So she she was incredibly helpful and started started getting the ball rolling and then so we go back
2: phone a lot that day I was like he is what who is he texting yeah
0: the enneagram five not is very present and not usually on the
1: the guy who's not even
2: on Instagram yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's so true
1: yeah that's to a T so (laughs) anyway we we get over we start driving over to our hotel, and um, Mally's still helping us out. We get to the hotel, check in, go up to our room, and the Emmys, I believe, were going on that weekend. Yeah, the Emmys. Emmys. Yeah, the Emmys were going on out out in LA. So, everything at our hotel was booked. Every single suite, every single event space, every single, like, garden corner. It parties, everywhere. Oh my gosh. The entire thing was rented out by HBO, actually, so there was nothing available, and the concierge was like, Man, we could there's a nice restaurant next door. And I'm like, no, I don't want to propose at a restaurant or propose <laughs> it and just in our room. And so it was about three o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday that I was planning on proposing. I was like, you know what? I'm probably just gonna have to push this off because I don't want to force it. I want it to be special. I want it to be memorable for Angela. And I was like, you know what? I'm probably just gonna have to wait. And then then I get a text from the concierge and he's like, hey. We have a helicopter pad on top of the oh, building. Oh, okay. We're, yeah.
0: Shopper.
1: He was like, You want to go check it out? And I was like, Heck yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he called, I had him call the room and say, Hey, Mr. Blair, like we have an issue with your credit card. Could you come down to the front desk? So that, that gave me an excuse to leave, left and went out went up to the top of the <laughs> building, checked sure. out the helicopter pad, and this is like 3 30 in the afternoon. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible this is this is perfect yes. Like, how did how did you not think of this first like this is awesome this would be my go-to so I'm up there at 3:30, and I called Angel's best friend Courtney and I was like hey Courtney I'm gonna propose to Angela tonight oh <laughs> she started
2: screaming apparently yeah
1: she just <laughs> immediately just screamed into the phone I was like whoa okay <laughs> someone's excited like, I knew it I knew it I knew you were gonna do that when you came out here. So recruited her to come help and shoot some video of it and help me set up and um surprise Angela afterwards. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we literally planned that at 3:30 in the afternoon.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> last minute. And yeah, yeah so he's like, Do you want to go take pictures at sunset on the roof? Like there's a cool terrace. And I was like, What? I was like, <laughs> Okay. So we get up there and there were two <laughs> chairs and a thing of roses, and I was like Oh my gosh! Like it was truly <laughs> really magical, and the sky was like purple at sunset.
0: It was just—it was magical. Oh, thank you, LA, yeah. for the sunsets. Oh,
1: I thank, love you, it. Thank you, LA. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and, and thank you, the- Robert, at the concierge. Yes, the
0: seriously. <laughs> You guys, that's amazing. I love it. I love seeing the photos. Oh my gosh, everything. I was like, this is beautiful. Yes, helicopter pad. Um, yes, beautiful yeah. sunset.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. And,
0: <gasps> yes.
2: me, and then my girlfriend Courtney popped out and just it was so fun. Aww. She was
0: there. Yay! Well, you guys, I love this. I love your story. I'm so excited you're getting married in a month and a half. Okay. So I asked every guest the same last question on our episode, which is just, what is your final nugget of dating advice for the listeners today? It could be anything you want. Mm,
1: I'll go ahead and go first. So I can, I can set a, set a low bar for you. <laughs> uh, I think I guess my heart kind of feels this way because I saw a lot of guys that didn't treat women well. I don't know if that was just pride and ego from what they believed about themselves from the industry they were in or whatever Sense of entitlement they felt or whatnot, whatever caused it. Um, just saw a lot of guys that didn't treat women well, and I I would always ask myself why Why do they put up with this? Like, why do you date this guy? So I I've always just like had this kind of desire to just tell women to hold guys to a higher standard. Like, you're you're worth so much more than these guys that just don't don't respect you. Like, mm-hmm. if some if a guy doesn't treat you with respect, then don't even don't even mess with it. I no. just it hurts when you see these girls just get hurt all the time. So I, I would just like to encourage guys and girls just to hold yourself to a high standard. And yeah. it's it's okay. It's okay if you're not in a relationship. You don't have to be in a, in a relationship just to be in a relationship. I think it's un- important to understand what you want. And kind of like you said earlier, know your why. Yeah. If you know the why, then that's that's what's going to hold you to that standard. So I, th- I think just having that high standard and understanding what you want is extremely helpful. Yeah.
0: So good.
2: And I think, you know, along our journey of dating and even before I met Carson, I've just done a lot of personal growth and I think it's easy for our culture and just the dating, like, Oh, you meet that person and happily ever after. And you complete me and you make me happy. And yes, of course, Carson makes me so happy. And I've just, so in love, but also is it's important, I think that we don't put so much value in that, like our happiness, even when we, when I am married, right? Like I can't, Carson's not going to define my happiness. Like yeah. we own our own happiness. And so I just, I just want to encourage like, you know, everybody to really, it's, it's not an obligation of your partner putting that on some a relationship and really putting more worth on that than just being whole yourself. And so I think, I think that's really important to remember too. So, and also God's timing really is perfect. And if you are waiting or struggling like, really, he he really knows what he's doing. He really is in the driver's seat. So, <laughs> really I mean, i was dark. ready to be single the rest of my life. And then Carson walked into my DM. So, <laughs> um, you know, I know it's so cliche to be like, just hold out, but
0: really, truly. Yeah. This, it always seems like our seasons are so unbearable when we're in them. But in the scheme of our entire life, if we live to on average, what, 80, 90, whatever, the season actually is short in comparison you know and yeah. there's a beautiful purpose within it I mean if we get married hopefully the hope is that we're married like 50 years so wow yeah. I'm not even close to living 50 years yet but if I get married I'll hopefully get married and be married 50 years that's a lot of years but, <laughs> yeah and I think that
2: you know with me the hard things I've gone through in relationships I've really grown from and now I can appreciate what Carson and I have so much and so yes almost embrace the valleys. I don't know, you know, embrace those moments that are really are defining and can help you just be a better wife or husband one day Yes, and
0: and grow from it. So don't get stuck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The learning experience. You don't have to settle for it.
0: Yeah. Yes. The hard stuff too makes you appreciate the good stuff so much more, man. you guys are amazing okay so Carson we already know that you don't have you're not big on insta but I'd love to get Angela's (laughs) info and your jewelry line Angela and just if people want to connect with you and find out more about Lavare like tell us all the info (laughs) yeah so I started my jewelry line because
2: I used to wear a promise ring and I really wanted to create a line of jewelry that could remind women of God's truths for their lives. So mm-hmm. I call it Elevary means to elevate and our mission mm-hmm. is to fashion your faith. So check us out at Elevary Jewelry on Instagram or Facebook, but yes. Elevary Or you can find me at Angela Zadopek. Pretty simple, right? Zatapek? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm upgrading soon to Angela Blair, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on Angela Angela Zadopek is my handle. Mm-hmm. I would love to, answer any questions.
0: Yay. I love it. You guys just thank you for sharing your story with us today. It's such an honor. I I love you both so much. I'm so excited for you guys to get married and just continue to spread like your testimony to other people who are struggling in singleness too. So thank you guys for, for really using this to really encourage other people too. I love it so much. Thank you so much
2: for having us on. We're honored. And we know that you have an amazing listener. Is that a word? Listenership.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. <kind> <laughs> <of>. <laughs> just like awesome people that you know you interact with. So we're really thankful just to have the opportunity to share our story.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. Um, this is this is really the first time we've been able to share this. So it's actually been some cool thought processes for us and thought experiments. So it's it's yeah. been fun.
0: Yeah. You guys are awesome. So honored. And I don't, I don't think this is going to be the last time you share this publicly. So we're just going to claim that right now. (laughs) Claim it. Oh my goodness, friends, I just love Carson and Angela. Would you guys do me a favor? Would you go and just tell them how much you enjoyed this episode? Would you just share and spread the love with them? I wanna really honor them for sharing their story with us. This is one of the first times they've actually shared their story publicly and I could not be more thankful that they did so on our podcast. I'm just so incredibly inspired by both Carson and Angela and you guys, I just wanna say this. So many of you asked me like, where is the line when it comes to Physical boundaries Kate how do we do this and I just want to encourage you ask yourself what is your sexual ethic why is that your sexual ethic how did you get there I really want to encourage you to start asking these questions and diving in deeper this is not here do this and don't do this this really has to be connected to your heart all right y'all thank you for listening to today's episode and I'll see you next week